imagine that going alcohol-free just got easier, fun filled with tactics, tools, and science-based facts. Well, it has, and it's here with us on Sober Chicks Life. Welcome. Lily, we're back. We're back. We're back with another episode. We always say this, but it's always true. This is going to be a really... This is Yes, it's going to be a good one. A really, really good one. Yeah. So Zoe and I are going to have a mini series on our emotions. And to open that, we wanted to have a discussion about being able to sit with discomfort. What does that mean to you, Zoe, when someone says you need to learn how to sit with discomfort? You know what immediately comes to me is when I hear it, if someone said it to me, I'd tell them just to fuck off. Because to be fair, it's like, you've got to sit with your emotions, sit with discomfort. And I'm like, what the hell do you mean? I don't understand what you mean. What does it mean? Why would I sit with discomfort? It's super uncomfortable. And I've spent my life drinking and taking substances to actually not feel discomfort. So when I, when I, when I hear that, now I know what it's all about. I realize that it is the absolute key to learning how to connect when it comes to trusting yourself. I trust myself that I know that this too shall pass. It's gonna be okay and I've got my back. And how would someone know? I was um, having coffee this morning with my husband who brought me a coffee to bed. That was sitting with comfort. How would you know because I asked him the question, what does that mean to you? And he said, I don't know if I'm very good at that. <laughs> but he didn't know what I meant. So I take your point that it, so what are some symptoms? What are clues? What are ways that someone listening to this might recognize, oh, that's something I need to know how to do? Well, the, the symptoms are... Um, things, things that that are life hitting you in such a way that you feel you need a solution that's outside of you in order to be able to cope with it. So the symptom is the discomfort. The the solution is the drink, is the porn, is the is the gambling, is whatever you can find to be able to smother the fact that this the the symptom. Is so is so un- misunderstood. You can't understand it because you can't dig into it because you're not connected. So you can't pull it apart and make sense of it. So it becomes frightening. And then what do you have to do? You have to make it go away, whatever that means. So that would be the numbing behaviors that we see with, yeah. with all those things that you were talking about. So when yeah. and so if you're not thinking, oh, I numb myself. Watch for some phrases like, oh, I need a drink. Yeah. Because when we need a drink, that is saying that very often, like anything stressful. Oh, I had a bad day at the office. I need a drink. Or when I when yeah. I get home from work, I need a drink. Yeah, you've got a birthday party or a funeral and you say, well, let's have a quick one before. Right. Yeah, right. it looks innocent, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just a sociable thing. Yeah, we're having a quick drink before. No, it isn't. It's numbing behavior. And the problem with numbing, as you've heard us say a million times, is you cannot selectively numb. So you're not only numbing 
anything uncomfortable, but you're also numbing all the good stuff. I said that to a client the other day in his first session, and I thought he was going to cry. He just sat there having it wash over him that he's the reason that he doesn't feel joy in his life is because he has been numbing himself. He thought that alcohol was fun. He thought it was adding the fun and it oh was a heartbreaking moment. Oh, bless. Cause you build tolerance to what is a natural joy. Yeah. Against it because you're, you're getting the behavior that you're using to, to numb is gives you such a high amount of dopamine or such a, um, so much feedback as in, as in numbing wise that your whole system eventually over time has to reset. So it doesn't know what joy is. It doesn't know how to look at the blue sky and to feel that that beautiful feeling of, wow, isn't life amazing? Or to hear a newborn cry and to be moved to tears. You just right. don't feel in the same way anymore. Right. The first time that it became on my radar about sitting with discomfort, it actually wasn't sitting, it was running with discomfort. I have a running coach and we were out on a run and a, on a group run and I was going up a hill and I hated hills. And she said to me after the run that she was just more comfortable being out of breath than I was. And oh, wow. it was like this light bulb moment, like, oh, I think I'm dying. When I'm out of breath. Now she has asthma and she's a a runs iron woman and triathlons and is a crazy fit, but she does that with asthma. And it blew my mind because what I had to do was be comfortable being out of breath. Now I love hills. Now I'm afraid of the downhills because of that whole incident when I ran down and took flight and broke my arm. So now all I do is run uphills, but I'm comfortable being out of breath. And I'm comfortable even when I push it too far because I know I won't pass out and die. I'm just going to be uncomfortable for a minute or not even that long where I can't catch my breath. Because Yeah, because it's all about interpretation. And I was saying this morning on a call with with some new members on a group call, and they, they were saying, you can put your hand up if you want to. I said, I know how scary it is. And I know, but I said, the thing is, is that it's scary that fear and excitement have exactly the same physiological feedback mm. to our body. So, so sweaty hands, dry mouth, they're the same. It's our interpretation, your interpretation of being out of breath, their interpretation of putting their hands up and, and coming on screen, where you can choose whether you want to be excited, yeah, or scared. It really is. And that is that power of knowledge, of understanding that in that moment, that magical moment that you talk about, the interpretation that we put on things is the way it's going to go. Where you put your focus is where it's going to grow. Right. And we need, if we're going to grow, it's going to be uncomfortable. I Yes. <laughs> very early on in life, I think I heard someone saying that personal growth stunk. <laughs> I thought... You're right. It does kind of stink, but it's, you just get to this point, at least I did with my work in my twenties with my therapist that I used to fear when I was hitting a pain point. And towards the end of my therapy, I actually 
was like a horse in the barn. Like, okay, I'm just going to poke this and I'm going to get the pain out and then it's going to be gone. And I ran towards the discomfort instead of away from it. And that's where growth happens. I mean, I'm, I'm looking up at my art easel and sometimes I get super frustrated and you have to work through the frustration, right? You got to be, I to for me to improve as an artist, I have to be okay with having my work not be something I like for a while until I can get it. Yeah. Do you have examples of that in your life where you have to move through the well, discomfort of, in this case, with the art sucking until I can tell my skill set reaches what my mind wants to see? Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah. And I, that's just making me think as you're talking, I'm just thinking Brene Brown, Brene Brown and her vulnerability talk mm. and that quote about the man standing in his sweat and tears. And, you know, at least he, what was the, I'll try, I'll dig it out, but I will put it at the bottom in the notes, but it was at least he's, he's standing there. You know, what, I'm not going to go there because I'm going to massacre it. But it's, in the, it's all about vulnerability. Yeah. Right. It's the he's person. He's the one still standing, blood, sweat and tears. Yeah. In the arena failing. We yeah. have to be the ones yeah. willing to stand in the arena and fail. Because, and yeah. people are going to, put you down you're standing there failing <laughs> publicly whatever and people may yeah. put you down but you're the that person in the arena is the one that's doing it and yeah. they're the ones that are going to grow yeah absolutely and that that's like that vulnerability talk that she does mm -hmm. it's just and it's you know you've got to put your neck out and then and it's that thing of what it is is it's telling the brain it's trying to hold you back because it wants to keep you safe the brain wants two things, either more pleasure and it wants to keep you safe, less pain. So if you're if you're saying, oh, do you know what? I'm actually going to um, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go out and I'm going to be uncomfortable and I'm going to face this craving and I'm going to do this. I'm making this change. It's going to say, no, you're not. There's no way. There's no way. I'm, I've been through a craving before. I know how uncomfortable it is. I don't want to feel uncomfortable. So we're going to stay where we are. And so we don't put our neck out we don't show that vulnerability whereas if we just go out we go you know what actually maybe you know this time I've done it before I know I can do it again I'm gonna be okay it's vulnerable being believing in yourself because you're giving your yourself that option to judge yourself right oh look at you you thought it was going to be okay and it wasn't do you know what and then shame and guilt comes in but here in that vulnerability you're able to say I don't care what's the worst that's going to happen Right. I'm going in there. I'm going to be vulnerable because I know I'm going to grow. I'm going to be with that discomfort. And in what discomfort. am I going to learn from it? Well, right. That's exactly. great question. What am I going to learn from it? I I am going to set the timer for five minutes. And what am I going to learn about myself in that five minutes that mm -hmm. I didn't die, that my head didn't blow off, that I can sit with discomfort and you build a tolerance for it. Yeah. I think that every time I have lasering done on my face, because it's very painful, <laughs> think, oh, my goodness, I am learning how to sit with discomfort here as they, you know, run a sandpaper over my face. Um, yeah, it's you become comfortable with discomfort. And there are two ways, right? That You've got physical discomfort. So you might have 
the physicality of you know one of those first cravings or like your first laser thing of big jig you know that's a physical but you've also got that discomfort that mental you know the the mental the internal discomfort the emotional discomfort where don't get us wrong we're not saying sit through discomfort if you've got something like there's something major being said here you know if there's we're not asking you to sit through something dreadful and say oh I'm sitting with my discomfort you know if you need to help get help or you need to you know by all means yes um this we're not umbrella terming here okay um so this is this is just sitting in that discomfort where you're feeling there's an urge to run away from what's what's facing you what's inside you so let's say you have you've lost let's say I lost my cat the other day and as in I lost he he died and I felt this I mean the discomfort of sadness and it was really growing 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 and I know that when I was drinking I I drank because I did not want to feel the discomfort because and then I stunted it I left it in my body so I never went through the process, which every emotion, which is what we've always said, every emotion has a message and an action attached to it. And with sadness, it's letting something go. Yeah, with grief, it's letting something that's irretrievably go, irretrievable glow go. And then, and then with sadness, it's 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 then moving on to tears, rejuvenation, being able to move through and out of it. If you don't, and you don't want to feel that discomfort, you end up getting stuck in the middle of an emotion it's like being in the middle of the storm it's like moving or walking along with the big cloud underneath you instead of letting staying standing still and letting it go past and let the sun come out so what occurs to me that you just said that i've never quite put together before is when we're numbing those emotions are staying with us and they're just kind of trying to pop out all the time so it gives the false impression that these painful emotions are forever yeah yes exactly they get stuck yeah right so if you could think of like carbonated water in a bottle and the carbonation is growing and growing and growing and growing then eventually the lid is going to pop off yeah or yeah. a volcano that's filling and filling and filling whereas if there were little holes in the bottle and the fizzes could come out then you would be off gassing slowly and what we're talking about is the learning the skills to off gas slowly. And a point that you brought up that's so spot on, Zoe, is our fear. If we don't understand our emotions, we're more likely to be afraid of them because we are afraid of things we don't understand. So our goal in this mini series is to shed some light on what these emotions are so that you can understand them and you can start experimenting with sitting with emotion you don't have to sit for hours with it what if you just delayed drinking for 20 minutes what if, and, and then just keep moving the clock well i or what if it's a social event and you're thinking oh i couldn't possibly I have social anxiety i won't be able to withstand the discomfort what if you give it a try? Yeah, yeah. Um, what's the worst that's gonna happen? You know, it's that thing of, of coming to your front prefrontal cortex, use your, your front brain, the CEO of your brain, the, the, the one that, that actually challenges things and has good ideas and, and use it to challenge the ideas in your subconscious. Yeah, what if this isn't that bad? What if actually it's okay? What if we don't try? 
What if we get out of our own way? I want to just rewind to this really a beautiful uh, kind of like imagery, which is with um, storms. Yeah, there's a fact where cows, there's a storm, will keep walking with the storm, right? So they walk with the storm the same direction. A bison walks into the storm because it knows that it comes through out the other side into the better weather behind. Uh-huh. So the cow stays in the clouds the whole time and moves with it. The bison walks through it and out of it. So it's again that idea, you know, when people, you know, that feeling where an emotion that's been on for too long is an emotion that's wanting your attention. And either it's going to get turned up in volume or you're going to have to start to cover it with some sort of behavior that you don't want in the long term. And it is going to keep turning up and up and up. And then you're going to have to keep squashing harder and harder and harder. So now, now you're battling this, now you're valid, battling, you know, like the neighbor with the loud music and you're turning, you know, you, it's just not going to stop. It's going to snowball. Yeah. Yeah. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to make them into like bite-sized chunks of, because it's a big topic and there are quite a few families grouped together of, of emotions so we're going to work our way through them in little, like we say, it's a mini series. There'll be mini, mini podcasts around a particular group of emotions that we'll group together, but we'll talk about them individually within that group. And so it allows you to just jump in. Let's say you're feeling that you're, that you're struggling a bit with anger, um, you know, in the future, you know that you've got that episode that you can just jump into and you'll know that it's actually going to, it's, it's, it's going to pinpoint, it's on your, it's on that subject, which Brilliant. will be easy to find. Because once again, we fear what we don't understand. And if you understand your anger and understand what it's trying to tell you right now, it's like you got dropped into Eastern Europe and they're speaking Hungarian, right? You don't know. It's just all this noise and you can't make sense of it. But we're going to give you a Google translator so that when you're dropped into this foreign country and you don't know what it's saying, we're going to help you understand what your emotion is trying to tell you and what and i think yeah what is more uncomfortable than trying to tell someone you need help and nobody can hear you and this is what's happening in your brain your brain is saying you need help you need to resolve this emotion and it's just it's like a infant getting more and more and more frantic yeah, I think it's one of the it was of everything so far on my journey, alcohol free. My most empowering moment was coming was understanding my emotions. It gave me it, it well, it unlocked the doors to so many areas, well, so many areas of discomfort and and uh, where I was stuck in my life. And it never stops growing. I mean, it's, to this day, I'm still I love it. I'm studying it every day. So um, it'll be fun. It'll be really good. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. So that is learning to sit with discomfort. And what are your best tips about that? I guess mine are learn, educate yourself. If it's if you're in over your head, get help, get a coach, get a therapist, a, a wise friend, whatever it is that you need, and you can take it slowly. You don't have yeah, my um all at once my advice is 
grab yourself a wheel of emotions. Yeah, it's this one here. If you can't see it on the screen, just Google um, feelings wheel, uh, printable feelings wheel, print one out, plastify it as you do. And I know that we promote this a lot, but seriously, it's it's a, such a valuable tool. And when something hits you, get this out, have it on the fridge, have it in your pocket. I don't mind on, in, on your purse. You can get cushions with it on, et cetera, et cetera. And just say, OK, I'm feeling sad. OK, let's see actually what else is underneath that sadness. See what comes up. You might find that you're feeling despair, powerlessness, grief. You know, so there is so you give yourself more um, multi-dimensional uh, way of feeling as opposed to just hiding under the simplicity and the the lack of connection of one word which could be sad angry um just you know happy you know they're just right. umbrella terms we want to we want to connect by saying no but what what how are you really feeling and then you get into the habit of digging in and listening to yourself and this wheel really helps to set you off on that journey. Um, and then when you've got your language, you know, your vocabulary, your emotional vocabulary, my God, you'll see the difference in how you feel in life in general. It just opens up so much happiness and joy. Right. Without it's no longer the unknown. You, someone, you're, what your brain is trying to tell you has been translated into something you can understand now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so it can relax. Remember, it's four year old brain doesn't like doesn't needs to know. It needs to know that everything's OK. Even if it doesn't know what's going on, it needs to know that, you know, what's going on. Everything's going to be OK. It's all it wants to know. Oh, and that's yeah. that brings up another quick tip is to just remind yourself that you're safe. Look around you. It, you may be having an inter internal like meltdown. Everything seems just out of control and super dangerous, but look around you. Oh, I'm sitting in my studio and it's safe here. Nothing is going to kill me. Nothing is going to harm me. Yeah. Look around. Yeah. All right. See, well, this... see things for what they really are. Yeah. Yes. Yes. This has been great, Zoe. Thank you so much. Perfect. Excellent. I look forward. I'm super excited. Let's get on with recording the rest now. <laughs> All right. I'm on it. Bye-bye. <laughs> See you soon. Bye. Do you know someone who needs to hear this? Share this episode with them.